welcome to the Path to a Better Future on TalkZone.com. Now, here's your host, Jacqueline James Friedman. Hello, and welcome to the Path to a Better the future on talkzone.com. I am Jacqueline James Friedman and we are talking about why people cheat on their partners. I would like to talk to individuals who have cheated or have been cheated on. I am curious to know why some people accept these behaviors and how it has impacted their lives. So if you'd like to join in this conversation, please call in on 888-463-6748 or 888- Go for it. We're taking your calls on TalkZone.com. There are so many reasons for infidelity, such as revenge, boredom, the thrill of sexual novelty, or sexual addiction. But experts say that a large majority of the time, motivations in fact differ by gender, with women searching for more sex or attention, or men I should say are, and women are looking to fill an emotional void. For example, loneliness or not feeling a connection. Every affair is different, and so are every woman's reasons for her involvement. So here are a few reasons why men cheat. Number one, he says he's not getting any. Sex is not the most important part of a healthy relationship, However, it is a big part, and as adults, it's really what separates friendship from romantic involvement. If you're in an emotionally fulfilling but sexually inadequate relationship, it can almost be more frustrating than having no one at all. For guys unwilling to have a difficult conversation or reject an incomplete relationship, cheating is often seen as an option. Moving on to number two, she cheated on you. So here we go. She cheated on you, which means she's probably already checked out to the point where you turning the tables isn't going to phase her very much. If anything, you're just validating feelings she already had. Number three, you want to know you've still got it. Everyone has a deep-seated need to feel wanted and attractive not just by their significant other, but by the public at large. That's why you clean yourself up when you're just going out with your friends or why your lady friend puts on makeup, even if she's just going shopping. Even the occasional harmless flirting by or with an attractive member of the opposite sex can put a little extra pep in your step. And that's fine, because it's likely your partner will reap the benefits. For a truly insecure man, however, that won't be enough. He needs to actually score in order to feel validated. If you combine the insecurity here with lack of sex, it's almost understandable why some men stray. Number four, you couldn't say no. The kind of man who gives into this kind of temptation is often less experienced with women and despite his being spoken for, believes it to be an opportunity he can't pass up. But if you've been around the block a time or two, you see that kind of come on for what it is. Possibly abnormal, desperate, and somewhat a kind of a turn-off. 
Number five, she absolutely disgusts you. Sometimes in a long-term relationship, people let themselves go. For example, maybe she's gained a ton of weight. Whatever it is, the problem with familiarity is that you don't notice these things as they happen over time, the way you would with a friend or relative you don't see very often. Instead, all of a sudden, you wake up one day and realize the person sharing your apartment or your bed is a far cry from the girl you first said, I love you to. Again, for some men, it comes down to choosing between having a difficult, potentially fruitless discussion or just chasing tail somewhere else. And number six, you just don't love her anymore. Have you ever heard the classic, I love you, but I'm not in love with you? Okay, so let's look at the explanations, or should we call them rationalizations? Something between a reason and an excuse. Whatever a man tells himself or his partner to rationalize his infidelity, it belies the simple fact that he is involved in something in which he does not fully wish to be involved. If you feel like you're going to cheat, try to determine if it's for any of the reasons mentioned and see if it can be resolved. If not, suck it up, be a man, and get out. So these are some of the, the, the areas that experts have come across as to why men in particular cheat. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open. The number is 888-463-6748 or 888-GO-FOR-IT. We're taking your calls on TalkZone.com right now. So cheating. It is a complete and utter act of disrespect and cowardice. Last week, we were talking about enough is enough. This week, enough is enough, part two. What does it take for someone to say, I've had enough of you cheating on me? When does somebody raise their hands in the air and say, I'm done? In fact, cheating is quite common, and the reasons are multiple. I'm going to focus right now on one of the main ones, which is self-abandonment. Self-abandonment leads to an inner emptiness that results in a person seeking to be filled up externally. So whilst affairs can be challenging, they are in fact not the underlying problem. They are a symptom of the real problem, and the affairs do not need to mean the end of a relationship. People enter into their marriages, as many people do, with the expectation that the other person would make them happy. They entered feeling some emptiness, unworthiness, and insecurity, hoping their partner would fill them, validate them, and complete them. Yet, as time went on, neither felt happy, secure, filled, or complete. So they began to look somewhere else. Perhaps someone else, someone who was more attentive, more emotionally available, or sexier, or more playful, hoping that that would fill their emptiness 
and validate their worth and make them happy. Does this sound like you? If you'd like to join in this conversation, the phone lines are open on 888-463-6748 or 888-GO-FOR-IT. We are taking your calls right now on TalkZone.com. So we're talking about how people move on from their current relationship looking for something to fill a void, to fill their emptiness. The problem lies in the mistaken belief that many people hold about what makes them happy. So we have a scenario. We have a wife who already has a house, the car, the husband, the children, the money, the job, and it goes on and on and on. And whilst we may be looking at all of that and thinking, wow, she's got everything, she's saying she's still not happy. So she gets up and she starts looking for another person to make her happy. The problem with that is that as long as you believe that something external will make you happy, you will continue to be unhappy. And you will keep looking for another person. For example, the better sex, the bigger house, the bigger car, and so on, and so on, and so on. Infidelity generally comes from the same inner emptiness as alcohol and drug abuse. It can be food addiction, gambling, spending, shopping, and so on. In the case of infidelity, when the underlying reason is emptiness due to self-abandonment, the addiction is to attention, approval, or sex, using another person to fill the inner emptiness and take away the inner aloneness. So rather than ending the relationship, they take their emptiness and aloneness with them into their next relationship. And this is what we're talking about. You just keep in this evolving cycle of not really finding out what's wrong with the relationship or trying to resolve the relationship. You just keep taking your issues into the or baggage into your next relationship and finding that you're in the same situation after a period of time. Some of the solutions that, that really need to be looked at here is how do you break that chain? How do you find your inner happiness? Well, the first thing that we were talking about last week was that you really need to learn yourself. You re- really need to love yourself and you need to go through a learning curve. Whatever that process may be, it could be counseling, it could be meditation, whatever it is that will help you to find your inner self. So some of the areas that we will look at is being focused on your own personal feelings and behavior. We tend to find that when we're in marriages that are are difficult um, and individuals are maybe cheating on someone else in the relationship, but we look at the other person's behavior and we want to change them. We blame them. It's your fault. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know why you went out there. Or there's a, a sense of insecurity. What's wrong with me? So it's really, really important that you learn to love yourself. Stay inwardly focused on your feelings and behavior rather than having your eyes on the other's behavior. 
Your intention is the most powerful thing that you can have. You are either intent to protect against pain or in the intent to learn. You will discover that the intent to learn about yourself and each other creates intimacy while the intent to protect against being hurt creates distance. Look at exploring your own fears and beliefs rather than worry about getting your partner to change. Connect with your personal source of inner spiritual guidance and help know that the love within yourself and with each other and learn to love yourself rather than trying to get the other to take care of themselves. So very important. I've come across a number of individuals in my practice um, who have been cheated on, have cheated. I've had people walk into my practice where the relationship is clearly over from the minute they cheated on them. The reasons being, for example, I had a lady that came in, she cried all the way through the session, and her husband said, I came here because I actually wanted to tell her that I was not going to forgive her and there actually is nothing to work out. She was hoping maybe that through the therapy that they were going to be able to resolve their marriage. He had already decided that enough was enough. It would appear that she had been cheating for some time and the reasons that she was cheating was because she felt that he wasn't paying her any attention, that he was working long hours, they had a young child, which in fact was from a prior relationship, so it wasn't his own biological child. And um, she was torn. She was totally, totally torn when she walked into the office. She was desperate to try and retrieve the relationship, to bring it up to another level. And he said, no, I'm not going to do this. Enough is enough. And so right now we're going to take a short break. I'm Jacqueline James Friedman, and this is The Path to a Better Future on TalkZone.com. We'll be back with you right after this. Welcome back to The Path to a Better Future on TalkZone.com. Once again, here's Jacqueline James Friedman. Welcome back to The Path to a Better Future with Jacqueline James Friedman on TalkZone.com. We are discussing why people cheat on their partners. If you've been cheated on or have cheated, I would like to hear your story. Please call in on 888-463-6748 or 888-GO-FOR-IT. We're taking your calls right now on TalkZone.com. So just before the break, we were talking about a situation or I was talking about a situation with a couple that came into the practice and before they'd walked in, the relationship was already over before they even tried to find a resolution. And I often find that when they come into the office, it's it's pretty much at crisis point. It's very, very difficult to 
work on a resolution when somebody's already said, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. But I actually had a really interesting case quite recent where the client who is still married ended up with her partner or her husband cheating on her about four or five years ago and and it resulted in a child. So when they came into the office, it was pretty obvious that there was some serious issues going on here. We actually have a caller on the line. Hello. Hello. How are you, my friend? Hello, my friend Natty. Thank Hi. you for calling in. I was I was not going to call in this week because I can't really give you any more imp- insights as far as your topics. But <laughs> I, had to put my two, I had to put my two cents in, of course. Well, I want to hear from you because I know that you have so many stories, and this is what we were talking about last week. I know that you actually have a story of something that happened quite recently to one of your friends. Oh, my with, goodness. Which one? Oh, uh, okay. You can start uh, with whichever one you'd like to. Of, well, this is one. This one is very disturbing. I, and I think I, I told, explained to you about this one. Um, this, and this had, this made national headlines too, which, because I was really disgusted by the whole situation. Um, this police officer in Florida was having multiple affairs with different women. Mind you, he was married with children. Come to find out that he was un- he was placed under arrest because he had given at least four women HIV. Oh wow! Unbeknownst to them that he was HIV positive. So it was just it's currently still going on in the news, and it's just it's disturbing because his wife did not had no idea that he was HIV positive. Then they have small children. It was just really, really disturbing, extremely disturbing. And Did man, you know this person? Did you know this person, Natty? I met her through a friend. And oh, good Lord. She's a very, very nice woman and stuff. Met, of course, met the, the gentleman that we're talking about. Well, not gentleman. And I was just completely floored and shocked to find out that not only was he cheating on his wife with other women, and I think that's probably what ended the, the relationship, was that he actually gave her this, her and four other women. And I believe that one of the women that... He had given to it originally. This is back going back seven, eight years. She's the one that mm. pressed charges against him and started the investigation. And her statute of limitations has run out, so she can't even go after him. But the but the three or four earlier ones or prior ones after that that still are within limitation statutes are the ones that they're going after. The ones that are coming after him now. Just disturbing. Extremely, extremely disturbing. And the fact that you actually know her is even more disturbing. I, you know what? Because I feel horrible. I feel horrible as a woman, of course, and as a mother that you never want your your partner or your spouse to cheat on you. And if you mm-hmm. do, you know, it's like you know how I feel. You know, when people say their vows for marriage, for better or worse, to me, the worst thing that can happen to me is a my husband passes away, or b mm-hmm. he comes and tells me he's cheating on me. And of course, I would be devastated. Would I leave him? Probably not. I will not. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm honest. I probably will not, because you know what? Okay. My marriage is based more than just an affair. It's based on other things, and there's something lacking for him to go elsewhere. In this case with her, he blatantly was having affairs. Blatantly. Multiple affairs, not one, not two, multiple. And, it, you know, it goes to say for a woman that when you meet a man or a man meets a woman, you need to know about their past. You need to know about who their last relationship was and not just take their word for it. Because, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, 
comes back to bite you in the behind. And in this case, it bit a number of women in the behind. And now they're looking to see how many other women he has infected because he blatantly had, knew, he knew he had HIV and he did not say a word to anyone. To anyone. Now, you, you said something really interesting, Natty. You said that if you found out that your husband had cheated on you, you would not leave him. No, and actually, one of the things that I had mentioned earlier in the show was that I was curious to know why some people would accept someone that has cheated on them. So can you elaborate on that for me, why you wouldn't go? Well, you know what? Um, I don't have – I have a really good relationship. I really do with my husband. I mm-hmm. love him to death. Do I trust him 100%? Of course not. Do I think mm-hmm. that he possibly could stray? Of course. However, mm-hmm. we have built a home together. We have built our life together, and we have a certain form of respect and understanding. Now people get weak, and I understand that. But am I going to base the last X amount of years that I've been with him on one situation? No. I'm going to look at myself and say to myself, what did I do? Or what was I lacking? Or what was I doing to make him go and find that comfort or, con- or con- be consoled with someone else? I explained mm-hmm. to him, I said, you cheat with a man. That's, that's preference. A woman, that's competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't compete with a man. Very true. But, but I can compete with a woman. So if he goes and, and, and cheats on me with another woman, of course I'm going to be like, well, you know, what is she doing that I'm not doing? And that's where I have to take fault and take blame and say, hey, what, where am I lacking or where, what's going on in my marriage that my husband feels the need to go elsewhere? That's why I would say that's the worst thing that would happen besides him, of course, passing. But I would work my behind off to make sure that it doesn't happen again, A, and B, that he doesn't feel neglected, and C, that my children's home is not disrupted because you know, of a mistake, because people do make mistakes. Sure. And, you know, that's, that goes back to what I said earlier. Affairs, while they can be extremely challenging, are not the underlying problem, and you've you've somewhat exactly. clarified that for me. Um, yeah. I, I'm not hearing you very well, Nat. Are you still there? I'm sorry. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you now. Great. Um, you know, if you accept first time that someone's cheated, do you think that it could happen again? It depends on the person. And it depends on what you're accepting. If your mm-hmm. spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend is blatantly, you know, when you're together, blatantly looking at other people and, and you know, making little comments or flirting in front of you and you turn your, turn your eye, that's your fault, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And I know many, many people might not agree with me with that, but, you know, if you're being disrespected in public, then... Well, you think you're not going to be disrespected at home? Mm-hmm. That's the way it works, you know? Now, if it was one of those things that, and I always laugh because I tell people this, the difference between men and women when they cheat is men get caught because they get sloppy. Women, mm-hmm. women, don't, call, don't, women don't get caught. Women confess because women are very slick, mm-hmm. very, very slick. But then you have the ones that end up having an affair in their house where their wife mm-hmm. can come in and attach them or their girlfriend or leave something in their car. Or mm. just recently, remember I was just telling you just recently about my cousin's friend who, they were having marital issues, been married about five years, having some money problems, and he left, he came back, and there was nothing else going on. And she basically had to work and beg him to forgive her and have the trust because there was a whole money issue that they just decided to just go their separate ways. But, for, because, but because of the kids, they decided to stay together. So mm. I speak to my cousin, I'm like, How, how's their relationship going to live in a different country? And she's like, it's completely severed, completely. And I'm like, what happened? Did he not forgive her for the money thing, blah, blah, blah? She goes, worse. 
he was having an affair for five years with some other woman. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I was like, wow. What? what ended up happening was he got into a fight with his, with his wife and accidentally butt-dialed her while he's in the car with his girlfriend. <laughs> Not, unbeknownst to him, unbeknownst to him, it's a voicemail message that is just a long, rattled voicemail message that leaves on her phone. So she finally goes and checks her voicemail. She hears him in the car with this woman. She starts looking at phone records and starts asking people, and sure enough, for five years, so as long as they've been married, he's been having an affair. And she said, that is the pot calling the kettle black. Because you, you, you left me over money issues, and you've been having an affair this whole time. And now we're just, now we're just with this woman, with other women. That's sad. That it really is. It. I was laughing. Yeah. I was hysterical. You were laughing. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical because I'm thinking to myself, how dare you? You know, your wife was having... She had a, a, a lapse of judgment, let's say, when it came to the money situation. But he basically made her feel like she was garbage and made her, and, you know, her self-esteem was low. And she basically worked in the past year to rebuild her relationship to what it is or she was comfortable with. And just out of a spat and butt dialing, and she finds out that her whole last five, or seven, five to seven years of her life has been a whole lie because he has been with somebody the whole time besides her. So he was judging mm-hmm. her about the money and the trust. Meanwhile, really? That's the pot calling the kettle black. Do you agree with me that cheating is an act of disrespect and it's very cowardly? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Can we yes discuss no, this a little bit further after the break? Sure. All right. We need to take a short break. Hold on the line, Natty. I'm Jacqueline James Friedman, and this is The Path to a Better Future on TalkZone.com. We'll be right back with more right after this. On the path to a better future on Talk Zone. Here's Jacqueline James Friedman. Well, welcome back to the path to a better future with Jacqueline James Friedman on TalkZone.com. We are discussing why people cheat on their partners. If you've been cheated on or have been cheated, I would like to hear your story. We have Natty Wright online from Florida, and we're discussing cheating. And whether it's an act of disrespect or just a cowardly act. And I asked Natty the question just before we broke for break. So let's talk about that, Natty. Okay, I'm trying to, um, I don't know, I just, it's, this, is a, well, this is one of those topics that I just, it's hard for me to, I guess, have a really good insight or opinion on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay, we're having a discussion on it, so it's... it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. People cheat on, people cheat on, definitely cheat on your diet, you know, you could cheat on, you know, whatever, your, your, your best friend by hanging out with somebody that you know, that you know they don't like. So people cheat mm-hmm. every day and just different things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a relationship, though, it depends. Depends on the relationship, A, and it also depends on, you know, how solid it is. Because if mm-hmm. somebody would love, well, I'm not going to say somebody loves you because people cheat for whatever reason. They cheat mm-hmm. because they felt like it. Or they cheat because they're upset with, with the situation or they wanted to just, you know, do something different. I don't know. I just think the way you handle it is what, what makes it more important, how you deal with it, how you feel most comfortable. Now, there are studies that talk about gender differences in the way, in the reasons why men cheat and the reasons why women cheat. Do you agree with that? Um, depending on who the, who's having the study and who, what, what demographics they're looking at. Mm-hmm. 
because if you just ask, if you're basically polling a bunch of college students or, you know, young teenagers, of course, they're going to say no. But then if you poll somebody that's in a, in a, has been in a relationship and has been married and, and or divorced two or three times, they'll view it differently. Mm-hmm. What if we go back? What if we go back in history, though, and we look at the biological aspects of men and sex and women and sex? Do you think there's a difference there? Well, there was more openness back 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 then. You know, men Mm -hmm. had multiple wives, and it was okay. And there was—I don't think there was a whole big. There was a big deal. Like, for example, in Brazil, because Brazil has so many more women to men. When I went to Brazil with my husband, we were newly married. Mm -hmm. I turn mm-hmm. around to use the bathroom, and I come back, and there's like 15 girls on him. And at first, I was upset and offended, like, how dare you? But the pool of the number of men there is minimal compared to the women. So in this one spot, I counted 23 women to one man. 23 mm. to one man. And my husband was in heaven, of course. And I'm just like, wow, you know, I guess when you have a shortage of men, you have to basically pool. And, you know, is that considered cheating when you don't have that many men? I don't know. Yeah, well, you know what? That's a good point. When I lived in Guam, that was the same. That was the same problem that was out there. There were not enough men on the island, and if there were, there wasn't a whole lot to, to choose from in terms of quality of the male and what they could offer. Um, exactly. And you did, you did find that there were numerous affairs on the island. People were just sleeping with each other's husbands, left, right, and center, and it didn't. It was a big deal. And the problem is the island is so small, the information got back very quickly. And, and it was always very interesting because I was always coming across colleagues of mine that had said that somebody had been cheated on or they had been cheated on. It was interesting, more so than any other place that I've been in. But how would you see, but how would you, so how would, how would that work in that, in that, in that society? As far as like, do you, you know, if you have, let's say you have 10 women to one man. Mm-hmm. And that, that man chooses to be with his one woman, but then you have another nine women that are constantly throwing themselves at you. I guess they don't, I know it has to do with self-restraint and stuff, but even, you know, you have that mentality, sweat them till you get them mentality, where you wear somebody right. down that they feel. So I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know. So I, I guess it just depends on the person, how they feel. If you're with someone and they cheat on you and you just feel completely, utterly disrespected, mm. go. Don't stay. But if you're one of those people that says, you know what, it's no big deal. It happened, it's not going to happen again, and I'm comfortable in my relationship, then stay. It's all on you. But you can't yeah. make the decision. You can't make the decision on somebody what you think that they're going to do. You have to make a decision inside of what you're going to do, how you feel about it, I guess. But it, with whichever way you go, whether you decide that your husband or partner has cheated on you and you've decided to accept it and try and resolve the issues at hand and move on or decide that you enough is enough and I'm leaving, you still have to remember who's important here and that's yourself you really have to still love yourself and this goes back to the first show that we had you have to have some self-respect in terms of the boundaries that you set and it's exactly the same in this relationship with people that cheat correct or are being cheated on of course right you could be a great you you could be a great man or a great woman but how many times are you willing to be cheated on that's that's the that's the thing let me just give you a prime example. When my husband and I were married 10 years, we went to dinner, like all married couples do, and I sat across from him and I said to him, is there something about you that I don't know? Mm-hmm. And he looked me dead in the face and he said, yes. And I started crying. And he's like, what's wrong? It's okay. And I cried. And he's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm crying because I feel the same way. That, you know, I probably know you 85%. And that's the part that I know of you being with you. 
The other, you know, the other fifteen percent, I don't know, and I'm so happy that we've been together, married ten years, and I don't know you at a hundred percent because no one knows anybody at a hundred percent, and that's right. a mistake that a lot of people make. They think that they know somebody at a hundred percent, and you can't. Mm-hmm. You're not when you're not with them twenty four seven. You know, mm-hmm. with you or when, when when you have a child in the womb, it's a different story. But once they attach in the womb, that's it. They're on their own. They're going to spend time by themselves. You don't know what they're up to all the time. Mm-hmm. You're not. Exactly. And I was so happy that he said that to me because I was like, you know what? I feel so comfortable that I know that I don't know you 100% and vice versa. And we seem, we get along and we have a good, we have a great relationship and we're just continuing on. And it works. Right. Cause I don't need to yeah. know his past. And if he wants to divulge it to me, fine. If I want to tell him about my past, that's fine. It comes up in conversation. I tell him, be friends with your exes if you want to. I don't care. That's your past. That's what brought you to the present and brought you to the future with me. Mm-hmm. But some people don't want to deal like that. I don't know. But you have to be very comfortable in yourself to be able to talk like that, and to be able to put Correct. that out there to your, your partner, right? Being self-assured, right. confident, respectful to yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so that's yeah, what it all to. comes down to. Yeah. Um, have you, I've come across in the practice a number of people recently who have been cheated on or, or have been cheating. Um, they get into the practice when pretty much the marriage is over for the most part. It really is. Um, and so they're at crisis point and one person comes in and says, I'm done. It's well, very difficult for me to know what to work on at this point because the person is not open to any solutions. Okay. Well, if you had a friend that was in that situation, have you had a friend recently in that situation? I, I have many friends. <laughs> I have many. I know friends. this. That's why I'm asking I you because been, I know yeah, that you I've you, you come across all these been in situations, and I have one friend yeah. in that situation, and I, I I was very. I was, a, I was a good listener, and I heard what she had to say, and I explained to her how I felt, which mm. does, is, it doesn't mean anything because my opinion doesn't really matter. It's her relationship. Mm. And I definitely told her to go to therapy. I told her, you need to go to therapy for yourself. To get what yourself happened? Strength. What happened? My well, husband was having an affair for um, three years, two years, two and a half years with his assistant, mm. and which really, which really burned me with the whole situation is that when she would have functions at her house, the woman would show up. And, you know, and act and laugh and, and have a good time with the family and act like nothing. And finally, the husband, for some reason, felt guilty, I guess. And he broke down and told her, and she was devastated, and he promised never to do it again. Fast forward nine months later, the, the mistress is pregnant. And she's in complete mm. shock. In complete, I think she's, I think she's, I think she's still in shock. In complete shock. Because, of course, the relationship continued, and he promised it was going to end, but he never got rid of the assistant because he needed her more ways than one. So um, now she's at the point in her life where she's just like, you know what, she goes, I have to do this for myself, but she still hasn't gone to therapy. So I don't know how she's working it out. You know, okay, I do they have children? I'm here. They do have children, which is sad. They because do. He, already, he had explained to the children that they were going to have a sibling, which I didn't get. So I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, why would you tell the children? I would tell the children that they're having a sibling with an extramarital affair, and she's been a stay-at-home mom her whole life, been married to him for 15 years. Stay-at-home mom has a high school education, that's pretty much it, and has, has devoted her whole life to her family, and now she's just, she's in shock, and I'm in shock for her. And I felt bad at first, and then I thought about it, and I said, you know what? I can't feel that bad because the first instance, she should have, she should have basically said, you need to get rid of her now and not wait to see what he decided. And... Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with her the first time saying to her, 
well, thank God she's not pregnant. And mm. fast forward nine months, six to nine months later, and now she is pregnant, and the baby's due sometime this summer. So how's that going to work? I said, how are you going to incorporate this child, in, this, in a sense, this bastard child into your family? Well, you mm. take care of it. What did she say to that? She didn't say anything because she thought about it. She really thought about it. I don't think she realized the severity of him telling the children. I was like, there's no need for him to tell the children that they were having a sibling. There's many, many, many people out there that have, you know, extramarital affairs that have produces a sure. child, and they don't come home and tell their immediate family, hey, by the way, you're going to have a sibling. You you basically disrespected your wife, A, your home, B, and see your children. You disrespected your children, completely disrespect. So I don't know what, I don't know what she's going to do. I just hope that she does go to therapy and gets herself stronger for herself and for her family so she can move on with her life. Did you know him? I, does. I do know him. I do know him. And I think he knows that I know, but I'm mm-hmm. not getting involved because it's not my business, A. And Correct. B, it, that's what she chooses to do. If she decides to stay with him, I'm still going to be friends with her. I'm not going to change my stance. I'm just going to be friendly with her and, you know, and continue to have the same relationship I have with her. It's not going to change. Will I be a way mm. for her to listen to? She can listen. I can talk to her and I will listen to her, but I'm not going to give her my advice as far as what I think she should do. If she doesn't know what to do, then no, you can't. who am I to tell her? Right. Yeah, who am I to tell her? Now, you know yeah. him. Why do you think he would have told her that he was having a child? Do you think he was just trying to be honest and open at this point? Because uh, you can't hide a pregnancy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't hide because a pregnancy. Because what? Friend. You cannot hide a baby. Uh-huh. You cannot hide a baby. And the sad part about the whole situation is she's supposedly a lesbian. Who, the woman that's having the baby? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, wow. Natty. And the plot thickens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you need to stay on the line. We need to take a short break. I'm Jacqueline James Friedman, and this is The Path to a Better Future on TalkZone.com. We'll be back with more right after this. Let's return to Jacqueline James Friedman for more of The Path to a Better Future on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to The Path to a Better Future with Jacqueline James Friedman on TalkZone.com. We have Natty on the line from Florida. We're discussing about a situation with a cheater who cheated on his wife with a lesbian. Okay, Natty, let's continue this conversation. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's twisted. People are so twisted in so many different ways. Wow. So uh, yeah. does the wife know that the of woman is knows. a lesbian? That's the whole, that was the whole thing. Why would she, she was, why would she think that she, her husband's assistant, who's a, who's a known lesbian, who said she's a lesbian, only dates women, would want to have an affair with her husband. I told her, I said, he, she's not a lesbian, my, my friend. She's not a lesbian. Because lesbians do not sleep with men, period. And apparently she's been sleeping with her husband for three years. And so is that just a cover-up? Is he just saying that? Is no, it a cover-up? She's a lesbian. I think her partner doesn't even know that she is, um, she's had an affair. I think her partner, from what, she, from what I was told, is under the assumption that um, she had a one-night stand with him. Oh. And wow. I told her, I said, well, me, I would be the person that would pick up the phone and or text, email, Twitter, Facebook, and say, hey, blah, 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 guess what? Your lesbian girlfriend is not really a lesbian. She's been sleeping with my husband. But 
she's not that type of person. So I guess she's going to be left at that. Wow. Sad. You know what? The, it's sad. The, the, is she a really good friend of yours, Natty? Yeah, she is a really good friend of mine. She, she is. really is. Okay. And, I, and I felt, you know, I feel, um, she's, 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 yeah, she's a, she is a really, really good friend of mine. And, but I can't help her with this. She needs, she needs to help herself. I can mm-hmm. tell her what I think is best, but she needs to make the issue, the, the initiative to go ahead and get the help and to make the decision for herself. I told her, I said, you know, if your marriage is worth saving, then go to therapy and do what you need to do. But I don't, I don't think she's at that point yet. I think she's just still the, I don't know what to do next phase. Yeah. You know, she's probably in survival mode right now. She probably is. And, you know, she's got, she's lost a lot of weight and stuff. And she looks good. I told her, you look good. You know, they said the stress is really making you look, you know, whatever. She's dressing up more and, you know, looking more, you know, like a lady, not just a mom. And, but she, she's, she's unhappy. I see in her face, she's extremely unhappy, but she needs to get herself help. And I gave her name of therapist to go visit, and she hasn't made the, the effort. So what else can I do besides sure. listen? And, of course, the solution always is, one, to learn to love yourself through that process of counseling or therapy and just staying focused on one's feelings and behaviors, okay? Correct. So that's always going to be the message out for for um, people that have been cheated on. The other thing, Natty, because we're at the last segment of the show, there was a thought that I had, and that is if you knew, if you had a really good friend who was being cheated on or was cheating on their partner, would you tell them the yes. other partner? You would. Yes. If it was a really good friend of mine, for example, you, mm-hmm. if I knew you were, if I knew that you were string and I mm-hmm. saw you blatantly, I would come, I would confront you and say, hey, we're friends. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know. And and if it was the shoes on the other foot, if I found out that it was your spouse that was cheating on you, I would mm-hmm. go up to your spouse and say, whatever, you know, this mm-hmm. is your friend, you don't do this. Because the last thing I would like, would want to hear is from some stranger, or have you hear from some stranger that I knew and I didn't tell you? Because what kind of friend am I? And some people may say, mind your business, none of your business. But it is my mm-hmm. business because if we're friends, friends should be honest with each other. And I would not want some stranger to tell me that my spouse is straying on me when I knew that my really good friend knew about it. That would hurt me more. Like, you could not tell me because... And if you decide to stay with him, that's fine. If she mm-hmm. decides to stay with her, that's fine. We'll still continue to be friends, but I need to let you know that I know. Mm-hmm. And with Facebook and, you know, all these phones, cell phones, and all these videos, it's so simple to catch somebody straying. So simple. Oh, it is now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, extremely simple. So, you know, the proof doesn't lie. And if the, if the person decides they don't want to believe you and they don't want to end, your, they want to end their friendship with you because you told them, then it is what it is. Right. And you know, this is a very tricky question because I found over the years that for the most part, you're always the last one to know when you've been cheated on, for example, right? Mm -hmm. I I, I think I've come across more situations where people will not say anything than they would. And then what happens is when everybody finds out that this is the dilemma that their friend is in, they would say something like, I... I, I didn't know how to tell you or I knew about it, but um, I just couldn't tell you. I didn't want it to affect my friendship. Have you ever heard that too? I hear it all the time, but I think it's selfish yeah. on, the, on the friendship part because if that's the case and you're not, that's not your friend. You don't know what right. a friend is because a friend is, you know, a friend supposed to be right or die, you know, too thick and thin. A friend someone you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, can you, I'm throwing up, you run to the store and get me some aspirin or whatever it may be. Or, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. You know, I'm having a, I'm having a moment. Can you go pick up my children or 
whatever it may be. A friend is someone that should be there for you sure. at all times. And if they can't tell you something as important as that that's going to affect your, your future and your present, then why do you have them around? Mm-hmm, why? Mm-hmm. Because I know I would be highly, highly, highly irate if I found out that my spouse was cheating and everyone knew about it but me, and especially my good friend knew about it and refused to tell me because they didn't know how I would react, that you're not sure. a good friend, to me at least. You're more concerned about your feelings. So that's where I would stand in that. I agree. And I've actually been in tricky situations where I've not so much as said, this person did this with someone else. However, I have said, you better go and speak with your partner. And it actually um, backfired on me. So that was interesting. But it, I, I felt the need to tell that person because I was extremely close with them. And so yeah, rather than... It backfire. But it's okay yeah. to come backfire because that's, that's, a, that's the nature of... That's a nature you know, the course of nature, it happens. People get upset, like, how dare you? You're trying to mess up my relationship. And mm-hmm. if that's, that's how they feel, and they want to continue to be in that relationship, at least you know that your conscience is clean. You said what you need to say. Correct. Study your peace. But if you didn't say anything, and they'll come back and say, how dare you? You knew what you didn't tell me. Then then it turned the whole thing around. It's not the whole cheating aspect now. It's just you are a bad friend. It's a catch-22. You know, mm-hmm. damn if you do, damn if you don't. Sure. I just will all the time. Absolutely. Unless, unless we're gonna, if you're an acquaintance, then it's none of my business. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, you you don't want to be involved in other people's no uh, you're an acquaintance business when it has nothing to do no. with you. Yeah. Correct. But if you're a friend and we break bread and we hang out and we know each other very well and know your, you know your your darkest, deepest secrets, then I definitely will tell you definitely. Well, thank you very much for your insight once again, Natty. Um, you're welcome. I'm here. I'm- I'm hoping that you'll be back next week again, if you can. What's our, what's our topic for next week? That's a secret. <laughs> I don't keep secrets. <laughs> I know you don't. What, do you say a secret's not a secret if you tell the secret? If you tell somebody else. If you tell somebody else, it's gossip. It's not a secret. A secret's something you keep to yourself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Natty. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're welcome. So we're going to end today with very important when you've been cheated on, learn to love yourself. Remain focused on your own feelings and behavior and take responsibility for yourself. And don't allow anyone to take advantage. Okay. That's all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Thank you for listening to The Path to a Better Future with Jacqueline James Friedman on TalkZone.com.